Sounds, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the March 3rd edition of the sunny side of sports. Voice of America. The Voice of America is once again a proud broadcasting partner of the Men's Basketball Africa League, or BAL, which tips off its third season on March 11th in Dakar, Senegal. The VOA will be broadcasting the BAL games on radio in five languages, English, French, Bambara, Portuguese, and Kenya, Rwanda. I'm looking forward to providing pregame, halftime, and postgame commentary in English on March 11th when A.S. Duanes of Senegal will host ABC Fighters of Ivory Coast in the opening BAL game in Dakar. In an interview with Iron Mike Mbonye, former NBA player Olumide Oyedeji said the third season of the BAL will continue to grow the game in Africa. In basketball, Africa League already begun to, to raise a level of basketball awareness, to raise a level of basketball competition in Africa. So it's been really great, really wonderful. And uh, I'm sure this season three is going to be even more tougher. And difficult season one and two. There are 12 teams taking part, uh, divided into two Sahara and Nile Conference. What do you make of the teams that have qualified for season three and how competitive do you think it will be? Yeah, but it's a tournament that's uh, giving me my exposure to players, to the teams, and uh, also making a lot of followers to follow basketball in Africa. So it's something that's really great. So at the tournament, I can see. Is getting tougher and tougher, getting more difficult, and the levels are really high. So, and I believe behavior nature will kind of likely going to be higher than that. And which should be a basketball African league is another thing that a lot of people are uh, a lot of people are looking up to. A lot of players want to play, and a lot of fans will be excited and start watching the game. Quara Falcons will represent Nigeria in season three of the Basketball Africa League. And they're in the Sahara Conference with some big names. One of them is the defending champion, U.S. Monastery of Tunisia. What would be your advice to the team to at least make it to be among the first four teams that will qualify to play the playoffs in uh, Kigali, Rwanda later in the year? Well, first of all, I think I'm really need the support from everywhere. They need financial support, financial muscle for them to be able to compete with the other with the other Because you're talking about Monastery. You're talking about the budget, you're talking about uh, ES joint, uh, I mean, you're talking about APC. I mean, you're talking about all this thing with the big financial muscles. So I think for them to be able to compete, uh, I think you're going to need financial backup of support from everybody, from the government, from Nigeria, from uh, from the individuals, from the companies, uh, for people to represent the country. But you also understand that they have to be players, and the players uh, are just... Um,
do the job extremely well to make sure that uh, I mean the, uh, the country is well represented and the state is well represented. Our players also give kudos to them that they also give them ready to make sure that they are also well, their own themselves also well represented. So uh, I hope they can. We are all to do better. I see them doing better. Uh, the coaching is with the national team and uh, the young players in the country playing for the team. So, uh, I mean, hopefully we can capitalize on the audience and do better. That's former NBA player Olamide Oyadeji, and he spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from Lagos, Nigeria. Sporty greetings. This is Aziz Belo, Secretary Kwarafako Basketball Club of Ilori Kwara State, Nigeria. You are listening to Sony Side of Sport on the Voice of America. Season three of the Basketball Africa League is here. Starting off in Dakar from March 11th to March 21st for the Sahara Conference, then heading to Cairo from April 26th to May 6th for the Nile Conference, and the excitement continues to build in the finals in Kigali from May 21st to May 27th. Tune in and follow the BAL on The Voice of America. The Basketball Africa League is a partnership between the International Basketball Federation, FIBA, and the National Basketball Association, the NBA. In NBA action Thursday night, the league's leading scorer, Luka Doncic, fired in 42 points to lead the Dallas Mavericks to a big win over Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers. The AP's Bob Stevens reports from Dallas, Texas. Luka Doncic scored 42 points. Kyrie Irving had 40 as the Dallas Mavericks defeated the Philadelphia 76ers in a shootout, 133-126. The Mavericks connected on 25 three-pointers, tying a franchise record. Dallas coach Jason Kidd says Doncic and Irving set the tone for the victory. They were aggressive from the start. They didn't wait. And so as we continue to talk as a team, um, we can't wait. We're not in that position to wait. And so those guys understand that, and they set the tone. The 76ers were led by Joel Embiid, who had 35 points. Tyrese Maxey added 29, while James Harden had 27. Bob Stevens, Dallas. Thanks, Bob. From Dallas, let's go to San Francisco, California, where the defending NBA champion Golden State Warriors used a big second-half rally to beat the Los Angeles Clippers. The AP's Ryan Leong reports from San Francisco. The Clippers have lost four straight since the addition of Russell Westbrook as the Warriors beat L.A. 115-91. to Golden State was down by 12 points but outscored Los Angeles 42-16 to in the third quarter. Jordan Poole had a game-high 34 points, and Klay Thompson added 19 points and 11 rebounds. We are capable of great spurts that can put teams away early. And uh, when we play um, with, like uh, together, it's a, it's a beautiful sight to behold, and tonight was an example of that. In the loss, Kawhi Leonard had 21 points and seven rebounds. I mean, each game is different. So, but tonight, uh, shots didn't fall in that second half. Um, they play with a more urgency um, and energy level than us, uh, higher energy level than us in the second half tonight, and um, they were able to get the win. Ryan Leong, San Francisco. Thanks, Ryan. In two more NBA results Thursday night, the San Antonio Spurs beat the visiting Indiana Pacers 110-99. to 
And right here in Washington, the Washington Wizards top the Toronto Raptors 119 to 108. Sporty greetings. This is Masai Ujiri, the president of Toronto Raptors Basketball, president of Giants of Africa Foundation. You are listening to the sunny side of sports on the Voice of America. Follow the sunny side of sports on Facebook, Twitter, and at voaafrica.com. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. My Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. And if you go to voaafrica.com, You can listen online to the sunny side of sports and other VOA programs. Check out voaafrica.com. Let's give a sunny side of sports birthday salute to Jackie Joyner-Kersey, regarded as one of the greatest all-around female athletes of all time. Jackie is a three-time Olympic champion for the USA. She won gold medals at the 1988 Seoul Games in the seven-event heptathlon and the long jump. And she won another gold medal at the 1992 Barcelona Olympics in the heptathlon. Jackie Joyner, Kersey celebrating her 61st birthday on this Friday. Jackie, yes, you get a sunny side of sports. Birthday salute. Samson O'Malley joins us once again with another extra spicy package of African sports news. Sporty Friday greetings, Samson. Sporty Friday greetings to you too, Sunny. We begin the wrap of Africa Sports in Egypt, where the CAF Under-20 Africa Cup of Nations is in the quarterfinal stages. Record champions of the Under-20 Africa Cup of Nations, the Flying Eagles of Nigeria, qualified for the semi-finals of the tournament in Egypt, following their 1-0 victory over the Hippos of Uganda in one of the quarterfinal matches played in Ismailia on Thursday. In his post-match press conference, the Nigerian under-20 head coach Laden Boso dedicated the team's World Cup qualification to the coaches in Nigeria who were responsible, according to the coach, for analyzing the team's opponents and sending reports to him in Egypt. We have been able to get our first target, that is qualify for the World Cup. On that alone, I think uh, we have all achieved together. But most importantly, back home, being the president of the Nigerian Football Coaches Association, back home in Nigeria, I think the Nigerian coaches are solidly behind me beside the federation itself. And as we're talking now, I have about five coaches in Nigeria that study some, I mean, most of the matches from opponents and they send it back to me. I work on them. So I dedicate this qualification to the World Cup to Nigerian coaches in the first place. Uganda head coach Jackson Mayanja was not happy with some part of the officiating and also insinuating that players of the Flying Eagles appear to be older than their age. I'm so happy for my boys 
They had a fantastic game. We played against the senior senior players. These are young boys who are playing against, and I don't know from here. I want to say this calf must do something if the football for this age group must go ahead to have the right players in this age group. Calf must do something. Otherwise, uh, second thing, I think the referee was very bad. Wasn't a very good on our side. He didn't take aside these young men. Every foul is for the Nigerians, as you see. But I think. This is the life, but I'm happy with my boys. In all the matches played on Thursday, Senegal beat Benin 1-0 to qualify for the semi-finals of the Under-20 Africa Cup of Nations and also seal their place at the Under-20 World Cup. Friday marches of the quarterfinals will see Gambia take on South Sudan while Congo will play Tunisia. South Africa's Under-16 national football team has been invited to a tournament in Poland where they will face host Poland, Luxembourg and Northern Ireland. The tournament will run from the 27th of March to the 1st of April 2023 and is meant to expose South Africa young stars to European football. Former Orlando Pirates reserve team coach Zifo Delangala will be in charge of the team. Staying with age-grade football development on the continent, FIFA Director of Member Associations for Africa Division, Glenson Fernandez, wants football facilities improved to ensure smooth development of young talents in Ghana. The former Udinese and Manchester City player, who is in Ghana on a two-day working visit, insists that without a deliberate investment in sports facilities in Ghana and the rest of Africa, the abundant football talents in Africa may never grow to achieve their potentials. I think we have a lack of infrastructure uh, within the country for the for the youth. Um, if you want to compete at the highest level, we need a, an appropriate technical center. I think the president is aware of that, uh, and uh, the World Executive Committee and the World Federation. For us, uh, it's not easy that uh, requests investment uh, because without this, it's very difficult. I think the kids in this country deserve that opportunity, that platform. Um, we all want and would love to have a strong league here in, uh, in, in Ghana, which is not easy, and we there need also the clubs uh, to, uh, to have a better structure. But, uh, you know, in terms of capacity building, I think there is also things we can do. FIBA Africa has confirmed Angola as a host country of the 2023 FIBA Afro-Can during an official ceremony in the country's capital city of Luanda. Angola becomes the second country to organize the competition since Mali hosted the inaugural edition of the FIBA Afro-Can in 2019. This year's FIBA Afro-Can will take place from July 8th to the 16th. FIBA Afro-Can is a 12-nation and quadrennial continental competition aimed at home-based players. Staying with basketball, Joachim Simon Noah, former professional basketball player and two-time NBA All-Star, says he's very proud to be associated with the NBA Africa program and initiative with the Basketball Africa League. Noah says working with the NBA Africa is a way of connecting with his roots and giving back to his heritage. The former Chicago Bulls star, who is among the investors in the NBA Africa and by extension the BAL, is keen on seeing the game of basketball basketball grow and become very competitive in Africa. I come from a lot of places, but I'm very proud of my uh, Africa. This BAL platform is, uh, is more than just social work. This is a beautiful opportunity, and I'm very proud to be a part of it. Uh, everybody, you know, I'm, I'm a team player, so I understand that everybody has a role to play. So uh, whether it's grassroots work or whether it's an investment uh, for the league, uh, I've been there and I'm a part of it. 
it all matters. And now to East Africa, where the East Africa Athletics Championships, also known as the Zone 5 Championships between East African nations, will take place next week and will be hosted by Tanzania. Ten athletes have been selected by the Uganda Athletics Federation to represent Uganda in the upcoming Under-18 and Under-20 East Africa Championships slated for the 10th and 11th of March. Justin Bayiga, coach of the Under-20 Athletics team, and Priscilla Akello, one of the 10 young athletes, both said the team is prepared to pick up medals at the championship. Students, we have been with them in the camp during this, during January from 9 to 28th. So they are, the teams we ran after the, the camp, they were a bit good for the, for the competition. So we have really been working hard so that we can make it in this coming competitions. So as me personally, I feel I'm really fit for it. Um, we are good as a team and we are well to go. Staying with Uganda, but this time around in boxing, the Uganda National Open Boxing Championship kicks off on Friday, March 3rd and will last through to the 9th of March. Over 400 boxers have confirmed participation in the championships. Boxers will be aiming to use the competition to qualify for other competitions like the Boxing Champions League and also earn selection to the national team. Vicky Biarugaba is one of Uganda's boxing coaches. We've got eight boxers from the elite, uh, four boxers in the uh, youth and uh, two boxers in the juniors. The boys have trained well. They are prepared. They are all in wait today. We are just waiting for the draws. And now to Moro Sports, the Kenya Safari Rally, which was first held in 1953 as a celebration of the coronation of Queen Elizabeth II, will be commemorating 70 years since the inception of the event in June. Kenya Sports Cabinet Secretary Ababu Nawayamba has said that the rally set for June 22nd to 25th in Navasha County will have a strong hustler feel. We're going to have uh, um, thousands of people coming to be part of this rally. Um, but this rally is also going to be beamed to an audience of two, 2 billion people across the world. Uh, just about uh, 500 million households. So the, the TV coverage, the, the global audience that is going to be beamed on Kenya, focused on Kenya, from the 22nd of June to the 25th is immense. And now to Namibia, where the Namibian Karate Federation is conducting its national trials ahead of the Federation's participation in scheduled continental competitions. The head of the Namibia Karate Federation, Leonard Martins, is happy with the standard the Federation is currently setting as the trials is expected to select athletes that will represent the country in upcoming events. Martin says with the Region 5 games around the corner, the tournament will be used as a door opener for all the continental games. We all clubs from all over Namibia to come participate to see if they can make the national team. The team that, will, uh, that are going to be selected will participate in the Region 5 championships. That will be taking place in Zimbabwe, in Bulawayo. Um, between the 8th and the 11th of June. That's Leonard Martin, head of the Namibia Karate Federation, and thanks to Samson Omale for that extra spicy report. Samson, in terms of karate, I definitely got some kicks from that package. This is Sonus Idol Sports. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kim Lewis, inviting you to join me and my colleague, Shauna Renee, 
music director for VOA One, as we delve into the history and culture of hip-hop music, the music genre exploded into one of the most influential cultural movements over the past 50 years and is embraced by people around the world. Join us for a rapper's delight of hip-hop on Press Conference USA this Saturday and Sunday on The Voice of America. Hello, this is Heather Maxwell, host of Music Time in Africa. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for an hour of awesome African music. Wake up, dance this music. Like to stay on top of new music trends? Breakout artists? New releases? Maybe you just love the classic styles and artists of the past. Or simply the sound and feel of a good beat. Whatever your pleasure, you can get it every week right here on Music Time in Africa. So join me on your local FM station Saturdays and Sundays at 1500 and 2000 UTC. Voice of America! In American-style football, Jeff Pope won a Super Bowl title in 2008 as a cornerback with the New York Giants. Two years later, Jeff was out of the sport and turned his attention to business. He now describes himself as a risk management professional and serial entrepreneur. Jeff is also passionate about black history and his commitment to his community. VOA's Muckbill Yabaro asked Jeff Pope, with the end of Black History Month here in the USA, what are your thoughts about the month in general and people who say black history should be taught year round? In my house, it's black history every day. Right. So um, I definitely think the acknowledgement is needed, especially when you consider the country's past. Um, but black history is American history. So hopefully we can get to a point where we don't have to designate, you know, the shortest month in the year uh, to black history. So I definitely think it should be embedded in American history because that's what it is. So as we've seen uh, with certain things happening across the country, what's your thoughts on Governor DeSantis's uh, banning of African-American AP for uh, Florida schools? Yeah, I think it's unfortunate. You know, there's a lot of things going on in Florida, but I think it's unfortunate, right? Again, you know, uh, Black history, African-American history is part of this country's history, right? You can't remove it, right? No matter how painful it might be, um, that's an inevitable truth, right? That's an objective statement. So, um, you know, whether it's Asian curriculum, whether it's European curriculum, whatever it might be, you know, it should be allowed to be taught. The other thing is it's an AP course, right? So right. it's not, you know, part of the everyday curriculum, right? So this is going to be taught to select students, right, who mm -hmm. seek out this information uh, in their course. So, you know, uh, I'm obviously against it. Hopefully uh, the folks on the ground and, and those fighting that legal battle will prevail. Let's segue into uh, your transition from playing in the NFL and then going into insurance and risk management. How, how, do, you, how do you make that jump? Yeah, you know, it's funny. So, you know, I got hurt in 2010. That was officially my last year. Um, I was able to, 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 to get vested, uh, which is another term for basically get my pension. So that was a blessing in itself. I was an undrafted rookie. So, um, to be able to do that and have a Super Bowl ring, I was just trying to figure out my next move. I was 26 years old. Um, I had to go back to undergrad at Eastern Michigan to finish up my last semester of undergrad. So I did that right away. 
Um, and I just tried to figure out what was the next move. I met with a mentor, another former NFL guy um, who was in insurance. And at the time, my knowledge of insurance was, you know, State Farm and, you know, progressive. And uh, he really sat down with me and we talked about corporate insurance. We talked about all the intangible skill sets that you had as a former athlete and how they easily transfer to this world. And, and that's what I did. We put together a three-year plan. Um, I went back uh, to school to get my business degree at Columbia Business School. And then I was able to take a position at Aon, which is where I'm at now. I've been there a little bit over five years. It's, it's, it's a blessing to be where I'm at. Um, but, you know, it was, a, it was a bumpy road. I was trying to figure out what to do. And, and what I definitely knew I didn't want to do was go into coaching or become a trainer. No knock to my NFL brothers who went down that road, but I definitely wanted to go a different lane. So that's what I decided to do. Okay, just just to kind of elaborate on that, uh, why do you feel like you maybe weren't as interested in going in that traditional route, whether it's uh, coaching, training, or even you see some NBA guys do the, the analyst uh, work, right? So what kind of made you want to go to a different route? Yeah, great question. I mean, um, you know, I just was so turned off by the business of professional sports, if that makes sense, right? And if you're blessed to play on Sundays or play any other sport uh, professionally, right, whether it's soccer, baseball, NBA, you know, that consumes you. That's your life, right? You have the season, you have the off season, you really don't have any time off. And so having dedicated my life to this game of football for so long, having played uh, three and a half years in the NFL, you know, obviously going through college, having significant injuries, um, obviously playing, you know, in high school and before that, I just wanted to take a break. I just wanted to hit pause. And before this whole, like, I'm more than an athlete, um, you know, my mom, you know, the high school I went to, other folks in my community instilled in me, like, look, this is just a part of what you do. It's not who you are. So I, I just wanted to get out of that. No, that's an amazing point, bro. A lot of times you'll see athletes sometimes don't even know what their identity is outside of playing the sport. It's amazing you brought that point up. So uh, talk to me about some of your initiatives uh, that you're involved in within your community. And if you have any plans on being involved with any initiatives on the continent in Africa. Sure, sure. So, um, you know, one of the things I was proud of uh, during my time at Columbia Business School in New York was um, helping build an entrepreneurship curriculum um, for soon to be released individuals who were incarcerated. Uh, we built that curriculum from scratch, me and a few other students. Um, and that curriculum is currently being taught um in new york state facilities uh we believe it's helping reduce the recidivism rate which is amazing and helping these folks transition into society um we're in the process now i can't talk about it too much of trying to duplicate that um in the philadelphia area um as well as some other areas on the east coast so i'm very interested in that work um some other things that i do uh we we host me and a small group host weekly chats um on malcolm x and other black history um, simply because I, one, I'm a, I'm a lifelong learner. I'm a reader. I'm a rare book collector. Um, and I truly believe um, that the answers to many of our hard problems as it relates to our communities um, have already been given to us. Right. So it's just up to us to uncover them and discuss them in detail. So we do that on a weekly basis. Um, and then I support uh, some of those organizations. Right. So um those are some of the things i'm doing i'm also reviving what we call a perspective platform which allows young people to essentially control their narrative um, and weigh in on many of the issues that are impacting them on a daily basis right um you know violence um you know cyberbullying, you name it right giving young people the power to 
to really, you know, share their voice and uplift it. So those are some of the things I'm doing in the community, um, as well as some other nonprofit things. But yeah, always happy to have that discussion. Definitely uh, glad to have you on. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I appreciate you. Thank you. That's Jeff Pope, a former National Football League player who won the Super Bowl title in 2008 with the New York Giants. And Jeff was talking with VOA's Muckbill Yabaro. This is Colonel Sam Amedu, retired, President FIBA Africa Zone 3. You are once more listening to Sunny Side of Sports on the Voice of America. Thank you very much and have a good day. Season 3 of the Basketball Africa League is here. Starting off in Dakar from March 11th to March 21st for the Sahara Conference, then heading to Cairo from April 26th to May 6th for the Nile Conference, and the excitement continues to build in the finals in Kigali from May 21st to May 27th. Tune in and follow the BAL on The Voice of America. And that wraps up the March 3rd edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I get it. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. Wishing you a sporty weekend. And that's the sunny side of sports.